It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. And that guy right there is Gordon. He is back. He's not going to hit on the desk this week. I literally just hit on the desk. Oh, Gordon. That's something we need to improve upon. What's with wrong with having a hit on the desk? They hear it. It, it gets picked up by the mic. But then it's like a surround sound experience. No, it just sounds like someone's hitting the desk the whole podcast. We're going to try to cut that out. I'm just talking about incremental improvements we can make okay. in the show now that we're in the I won't studio. Hit the desk. We're back in the studio. We're back in person. Gordon was on vacation. Now he's here, but we're live. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, drop us a uh, question or comment. I'm excited to have you back, Gordon. Welcome. So we did. We recorded our podcast. I just hit on the desk a little bit. Yeah. We, we, we recorded the like podcast, this. the Wednesday podcast on a Tuesday from my hotel room in Houston, but we premiered it like it was live. Do you think people in the chat were like, why aren't they talking to us? Well, I think they would have, except I think at the beginning, didn't we say this isn't live? Yeah, but if you tune in like halfway through. Oh, I have too much respect for the chat. Oh, yeah, they would have been really frustrated. To be like, hey, what's going on? Because we were this? talking about different athletes and whether or not they're going to PR or not. It was a good topic. I enjoyed that topic. I think we should do that again. Let's do it right now. One more athlete each. One more. Okay, go. You go first. Okay. In 2023, will the following athlete run a personal best? That athlete being... Am I going or are you going? Okay. No, I mean, I, no that athlete being... You have to pick an athlete. Go. Matthew Centrowitz. Was that a PR? No. Okay. Season's best. Will he will set he... a season's best in 2023? Yes. No. Will he? He will. Good one. Great segment. Okay. No. Okay. I'll change. I'm changing. I'm changing. The, I'm changing the person. I know okay. this is caught off guard. Paul Chalima. No. Really? I'm Mr. No in this game. That's what I've learned. You want one more from me? Yeah. Give me a sprinter. Femke Bowl. Yes. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. For sure. I guess it's a long way to go to get to City. So yeah. you could set a lot of PRs between yourself PR. and City. 
We should mention. I think all the sprinters will PR and all the distance runners will. No, no That's one. That's basically how it works. No one PRs in 2023. Yeah, if you're running over an 800 meters, you don't PR. If you're running under 800 meters, PR central. I still think it'd be great if Donovan Brazier PR'd. That would. That's my one wish for 2023 about PRs. If I get any PR in 2023, it's Brazier. That would be incredible. That would mean so much. There's no way he's PR. 142, what is it? 1421? Three, I think. And then you got uh, Career, too. Career. One of the two of those guys needs to PR. Uh, This show brought to you by Gooder Sunglasses. Check them out. Modeling them for those of you watching. Purveyors of sunglasses made for anyone who enjoys putting your body through hell and back. All different types for sprints, 5K, marathon, ultra, trail, track. All for $25 or $35. The website is gooder.com. $25 active sunglasses for anyone. You know how active Gordon is. He's on a soccer team. He's lifting weights. He's doing box jumps. He's dunking and he's wearing. Not Gooder. dunking yet. Almost. TBD dunking. Dunking golf balls? I need, I'm doing a tennis ball this week. Okay. Potentially dunking. Yes. Potentially dunking. With the sunglasses on. I'll, sh- I'll dunk with the sunglasses on. That would pretty, be pretty cool. because We have to all- sell that though. They're all about creating fun, fashionable, and functional sunglasses for everyone that everyone can afford. Excuse me. Is it my turn for the ad read? Yeah, go ahead. You know what the problem with sunglasses are? What are they, Gordon? One, they're expensive. Two, they're ugly. You could be ugly. You put them on, still ugly. They're over-engineered. But the gooder solution, that's right, not the good solution, the gooder solution Mm -hmm. is they're affordable, they're stylish, they're all performance. Free U.S. shipping if you spend over 50 bucks, so buy two pairs. Mm -hmm. 30-day free returns, one-year warranty, 100% carbon neutral, 1% for the planet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Find your pair at Gooder. That's G-O-O-D-R.com. No slip, no bounce, all polarized and all fun. There it is. Gordon, showing off the Gooder sunglasses. And I can still read my my laptop screen with the glasses on. So if you're working outside the glare with the sunglasses on, you can still type in your your next novel with the glasses on. (laughs) That's what Gordon's working on. I'm working on a novel. Novel. So uh, if you're watching live, comment in the chat. Uh, Massimo, first one in. He says, I finally beat Tampa Eagle. So Tampa Eagle. What's happening, man? One. Slacking. One show losing streak. I was going to say one One race losing streak. One show losing streak. One show losing streak for Tampa Eagle. Not looking good. Uh, All right. Let's get into Chicago Marathon, and then we'll touch on a bunch of other topics. We got a lot of of stories today to, to cover. Surprisingly, too, for October. Yeah. October surprises, right? That's what they say. A Friday in October. We got some stuff to talk about. Let's start first with Chicago Marathon. It takes place on Sunday morning, live on Flow Track for, for Canadian and Australian viewers. All right. So, Canada, Australia, your moment is now. Um, we want to talk about the women's side and the men's side. We want to talk about the Americans because there are some big name Americans in here as well. We'll start first with the women. Uh, the favorite, Ruth Chepengedich. Remember last year, she came in with a PB way better than everybody else's, and she got out to that huge lead. She still won by a large margin, but the gap shrunk over the final miles. Same situation here. She's the only one who has a personal best under 220, and she's run 217.08. She's one of the fastest women in history. I think she's going to go for it again, Gordon. I think she is whatever shape she's in. I think she's she's trying to put her best race out there. She's not just trying to win. She's going to try to uh, run as fast as possible. So maybe she's thinking, "Hey, I just saw a woman run two fifteen in Berlin. Maybe I can maybe I can match that." Richard Koskaj has run the world record on this course in Chicago, so we know it's a fast course. 
So I think Chapman Gedich is going to really go for it. If you're looking at a rival or someone who can match her, potentially Rudy Aga uh, could be someone. But there's a lot of women. This sort of looks to me like a Berlin field, except you have one person who's quite a bit better than everybody else. But you have a lot of women who are right at 220. 221. I made the mistake of thinking those women, if they broke through, would be like 219. And whoopsie daisy, they really ran 215 and even faster. So don't count anybody out, but I still think Chepengedich, big favorite. I think the way that she does lose, though, is similar to last year, where she goes out so fast and really risks it and falls apart in the back half and, and someone comes up and gets her. We do a little bit of analysis here. This is the Gordon Mack analysis. So yeah. this is how you, you figure it out. So the altitude for <laughs> Cap Sebet, Kenya, which is where uh, Chepchircher lives. Chepchircher or Chepengedich? Chepchircher. Okay. Doing, oh, or, you're doing, you're going deep into the, okay. Continue. Well, I should do Chepengedich first. Yes. I was just saying. Okay, Chepengedich. Yeah. Uh, so Chepengedich, she lives in, how do you say that word? Ngong, Kenya? Yeah. Ngong Kenya? I mean, I'm not sure, but... Ngong Kenya's altitude, 6,434 feet. Remember that number. 6,400 and something. 400, 6,434. Got right done. Okay. And then who do you say is the number one rival? Aga. Aga. So Aga, they don't say where city she's from. Okay. It's just general Kenya. So the average altitude in Kenya... The, the court analysis is faltering here. Is 5,500 feet. Mm-hmm. That's where Nairobi is. So let's say she's on the capital. I think with that, if you're training at higher altitude. And as we know, everybody trains in the capital of their country. Like yes. in the U.S., for example, all the best runners are DC. running in Washington, D.C. I mean, so that's analysis. how it works. All right. So what I'm saying is, but 6'4 is higher than 5'5. Five five, so <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going with Chef and Gedich, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. She trains at higher altitude by about 1,000 feet. That's science. But she doesn't. We don't know that she trains at higher altitude because we, you don't know. We ever have a hometown for Aga. Don't put science into the okay. conversation. In any way, you were, you're the one putting science in, looking at altitude, George. I think you're right, though. Uh, bad way to get to the correct answer. Exactly. I think Chef and Gedich is the favorite. Uh, Cliff in the chat says new world record alert for Chef and Gedich 213.01. Holy moly. Massimo says Chef and Gedich 216.15. Okay, but you did say, like, I think she's going to go for it, right? You think she's yeah. run 217 twice? Um, so I'll put the, if you think, if you truly think that's true, I'm going to put the over under at 217.15. Yeah. I think she'll go faster. You think she's going to run faster? I think, Do you think she'll run in the 216s. Yeah. I, but I, can I hedge and say, I think the winner's going to run that fast because before Berlin, I would have said nobody on this pack has a chance of cut dropping 10 minutes off their, you know, not 10 minutes, but like five minutes off their PB. But now I do think it's possible. So, but so, Chep and Gettish would be the pick. I think I think she'll do it. So you think we're set up for a run of fast marathons? I think we're in the midst of it right now. I just don't know who to pick because you look at the rest of the roster, right? So Aga's run 220-40, right? Uh, Jeb Cheer-Cheer's run 220-10. Uh, let's see, who else you have on here? Uh, Dese, Hailu Dese, 220-19. It's just like there's so many women. Vivian Kippa got 220-18. There's so many women who have run... 220 low and they've run about i don't know they're experienced enough marathoners to where you think they've kind of met their match but like or they've met their potential but then you look at asefa it's like she ran 234 and had a 158 800 so i just think 
we have no clue where the big performance is going to come from, but I think somebody besides Chep and Gettich is going to run fast as well. I do like the idea that we might be in the 2022 might be the greatest women's marathoning year of all time. Yeah. Because right now, the number three, four, eight, 10, 17, 19, 20, and 21 performances were all run in 2022. Yeah. That's pretty good. The next best, uh, how many times is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight in the top 21. Yeah. It's 10 in the top 25. So let's go to top 25. 10 of the top 25 were all run in 2022. Yeah. That means 15 all of eternity, 10 this year. Yeah. I just hit the, I just hit the, the table, but it was for dramatic effect. I You're apologize. You're still learning that. how to use this. So if 10 of the 15, if 10 of the 25 from 2022, do you think we're going to have more top 25? Performances because right now 25 yes. time is 218. 18. You're saying we're going to throw in some more here. Wait, wait, what's 25? What? 218, 18. Yeah, because guess what else hasn't happened yet? Valencia, where G'day is going to run. There's going to be at least, I would guess, two women under that time, that 218 time. Okay, Valencia so then we alone. get to 12 of 25. How many are we going to get here in Chicago? One at least. So we're over half. Over half of the top 25 performances yeah, will I, be this year. That's what I think we're heading towards. Pretty crazy, right? Seems kind of wild. Yeah. Cool. At that pace, that means 2023, the other half will happen. That means all the top 25 <laughs> will be... Well, no, some of them would push out the 2022 performance. Again, you're putting math into the conversation. I don't think we're going to bump it. You think we're going to bump out 214? <laughs> you think we're going to bump out... <laughs> yeah, we're going to have 25, 214. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mentioned this on the recap podcast that you didn't watch because you weren't here. But, like, we are in this... We keep saying, oh, this marathon's crazy deep. This marathon's crazy deep. It takes like a 218 now, like at least a, it takes a sub 219 to get in the top four of most of these fast marathons. And that used to be a crazy standout performance. But now you look, like every London is trending that way. Berlin was like that. Tokyo was super fast. And then we had, uh, now we're going to have Chicago that's like that. So it just, it feels like every flat big city marathon, there's enough women there who can run under 219. And if that's the case, then eventually, yeah, it's just, they're going to start crowding out all those old performances. It's wild. And, those, and we talk about these old performances. The old performances are from 2020, 2021, 2019, and 2017. It's not that old, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's basically old. it's just Paula Radcliffe and everyone in the past five yep. years. Yep, that's 100% right. That is 100% right. Uh, Cliff in the chat, fun fact, Jordan Hesse beat Bridget Koskai back in Boston. Sarah Hall has beaten Ruth Chefengedich, so maybe another U.S. female runner will beat one name you just mentioned. Well, let's go to the U.S. All right. Let's talk about the top U.S. entrant in this race. And it's an interesting one because it's someone who has a lot of potential. And I feel like she hasn't met all of her potential yet in the marathon. That's Emily Sisson. She'll be running her first marathon since she dropped out of the 2020 Olympic trials. Now, after that, she went on to go and make the Olympic team on the track. She's got that 223 time from London in 2019. But that was that seems like a bygone era as you mentioned before, like all the stuff that's happened in the women's marathon since that time. I mean, do you think sub 220 is pot? Like how big of a, I think everybody thinks Sisson's going to make a jump here. How big of a jump do you think she can make? So according to our, please don't use altitude to convert. I want your actual opinion. No, I'm going to use the altitude of Providence. A colleague. Island. I'm going to use a colleague. Okay. Our boy, John Galt from let's run. Yeah. He interviewed Emily Sisson's coach. What altitude does John live at? Uh, Boston, so it's like sea level. Zero, okay. Uh, and Coach Ray Tracy uh, told John Galt of Let's Run, 
Workouts have gone a little bit better. She's had a lot more volume. With super shoes and the training behind her, I would think that's worth at least three minutes. Okay, but that's what her coach thinks. I'm asking, what does Gordon think? Well, I think what the coach thinks. Okay. I think that's All the best the source. All the time. Gordon. I disagree with some coaches. 100% in line with No, in coach. this situation, Ray Tracy, I go with, I go with him. Three minutes. So what she said her PR is? Well, it's two, that doesn't answer the question. Two, she's going to miss it by eight seconds. 223.08. Yeah, so she's going to run 220.08. I think she's going to run faster than that. No, 220.08. There's three minutes. There's PRs that don't match, and this is a PR that doesn't match. She's better than that PR. Because if she had been running marathons all the time, and if that Olympic trials wasn't on that Atlanta course that was super hilly, she's, she needs more shots at it. That would be a good segment. PRs that don't match you. Yeah. We just take athletes and be like, is your PR make sense or not make sense? Sydney's open 400. Does not, does make, not sense. make sense. Doesn't count. It's- Sydney's 400 hurdles does not make well, sense that, either. Well, that's a different reason, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you think she's a 220? Like, No, nah, she's what? fast. Yeah, she should run 220 at least. Think about it in the context of not just the United States, but the world. Yeah. We're talking about people running 215, 216, it taking a sub 219 to get on a podium or top five in a major marathon. Like Sisson's good enough, like relative to the rest of the world to run those types of performances. It's just a matter of, of doing it. But yeah, 223 compared to, that's eight minutes, seven minutes behind. Like she's a lot better than that. We'll talk about it with the men's side too, but I I think we're gonna see sub sub 220. Okay, so over under 4.5 place. Uh, Under. Under, yeah. She finished top four? Yeah, because this is a little bit deeper than last year, but last year we had a – actually, it's a lot deeper than last year. Because remember last year we it's had all, all – Americans, yeah. All, yeah, we had Chep and Genich and all the Americans. This is this is deeper. But I think I think fourth. I'll have her for fourth. Um, fourth is an easy answer because it's not top three, but it's good. So it's, you, just you like, figured out my head. It's, it's like, oh, just say they're fourth. It's it, a way to compliment and not believe totally – it's called time. the American picking hedge. That's yes. what you do. I always everyone finishes fourth. I always picked Meb for uh, fourth. For fourth, yeah. But he got fourth a lot, so it worked. Um, Massimo in the chat asks if she's raced this year. Yes, but a couple times she ran in. Let's see, March 15k championships. This is Emily Sisson. She won them. May U.S. half championships in Indy 67-11. Then in June, she ran two road 10Ks, one in New York, one in Boston. And then on Labor Day, she ran New Haven 20K. She lost to Kira D'Amato, but ran 64-35. Kira's good, though. In a 20K. Kira's good, yeah. So, and listen, the tune-up races never really mean anything for a marathon. Sometimes they're good, and then they're too good, because it's like, yeah, you ran your race in that 20K or in that half marathon. But I just think Sisson is due for a big marathon. I think... This course suits her a lot better than what happened in Atlanta. This is only the third marathon she started. That was her trials was her second marathon she started. It was it was London in the day, and it was like, oh, that's your debut, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like you're getting used to it. Big race. Then it was Atlanta where you're racing for Olympic spots, and it was windy and hilly and a tough race. And then now you're doing now you're doing Chicago, and they've all been spread out. She goes what 2019, 20, like they've never been in back to back seasons either. So I think. I think we're due for a good one from her. Like I, she's in great shapes. Like look at how fast she ran the ten. Yeah, during the Olympic year. Boston altitude, one hundred and forty-one feet. So, okay, Providence altitude. 
Oh, Providence, that's where she trains? That's where she trains in Boston. No. That was John we were talking about. Providence altitude 10 feet. Okay. <laughs> so. She's like almost underwater. But she's got, she'll have to make up for just with raw speed. Yeah. So she's going to feel like at altitude at Chicago. She's going from 10 feet. What's Chicago altitude? Well, that's right. At least 20. Chicago altitude. Uh oh. What do we got? 597 feet. Wow. This is going to feel like Flagstaff to her. (gasps) She's not going to be able to breathe. Through a straw, man. Going from 10 feet to 597. I I hope somebody says that at some point. (laughs) They couldn't deal with the altitude. Couldn't deal with Chicago. It's too much. Lungs are burning like kerosene. All right, men's side of things. A couple names I want to mention. Uh, internationally, Tura, reigning champion. He beat Rupp last year. Solid runner. We got a lot of 204, 205 guys in here. So Bernard Koech, Sefatura, Stephen Kissa, uh, Herpasa, Benson, Kiprutu. There's a lot of guys who can win this. I guess you'd say Tura just because he won last year, got sixth at world championships. Not terrible. Not great. But everybody in here has holes in their resume. But the person that Gordon wants to talk about is... And you want to talk about. Don't put us on me. I've talked a lot about him already. You've been talking about him more than me. Mance. Are you going to give me an idea of what Mance can do? Or are you going to look up what his coach said about him and then just repeat it? I'm going to look up the altitude. (laughs) What's what's Provo Provo, altitude? A lot of altitude. No, okay. Um, Mance. Yeah. Okay. We've been hyping this up. Everybody has. Much does. Here's the thing. Have we been hyping it too much? Provo altitude 4551. No, and I can tell you why, but I'll let you go. Because I am a little bit I'm starting to get a little bit concerned that like before this guy's even run a marathon, we're like just saying like you're the next Galen Rupp. And we're just basing it on like, hey, you know, good grinder in cross country, you know, he's going early to the marathon, so we feel like he's still in his prime, so prime we always looking for the, the prime guy to go into the marathon early, like Orion Hall did. And it worked. It worked. Galen Rupp did it later. It still kind of worked. Yeah. Um, and I just think we kind of are just searching for the next guy. And we have nowhere else to look. So we're like, it's you. And we don't really know. Like, how do we actually know that Conor Mance is the next guy? I think he is, for the record. Yeah. But I'm starting to, like, hedge myself. And I'm trying to think, like... Okay. Am I, I first? Sorry for the tapping. Do I need a? Do we need to cool it down a bit before the? Do we need to watch the race before we annoy well, him? Of course, because if he runs two twelve, then it's all going to seem foolish. But here's why he's closer to Hall and Rupp than all the other people we get excited about. I could just. I was about to like say some names, but that would be embarrassing. Well, I'll, I'll, all they'll be harsh to them. Because here's the thing: all those other names are either moving to it way late in their career, like they were good on the track, but. A, wa- a long time ago, or... They went to it early in the career because they weren't good enough on the track. Do you know what place Mance got in the 5,000 in the Olympic trials last year? Fourth. Fourth in the 5,000 at Four. the Olympic trials. And then this year he's running a marathon. Do you know what Connor Mance was thinking about doing in 2020 before he got hurt? What? Running the Olympic trials marathon. He, remember, he was going to run it. He qualified in That's with true. a halftime. Sure. So he's been thinking like a marathoner. For and training with that mind, with that in the back of his mind for a couple of years now, while at the same time posting elite 5,000 meter times and elite 10,000 meter times. That's why this is different. I thought you were going to say something different. What? You're like posting, posting elite, the elite tweets. Elite tweets are just Instagram top posts. flight TikToks. <laughs> so that's why this is different. 
Okay, now, yeah, it is. Could it go horribly wrong yeah. like a first marathon does for a lot of people? Of course it could, right? A marathon humbles everybody. But this is why the hype is appropriate in this case. You know what I'm looking forward to? Seeing Connor Mance's face in Chicago wind. Well, Connor Mance at mile six is going to look like he's ready to tap out. Yeah, he's always he's like, just, er, does yeah, his, does he just look going. at any face yeah. like Connor Mance. He's always like squinting and struggling, yeah, mouth yeah. open, showing his teeth. Yeah. Add in Chicago wind. How's it, how do you know it's going to be windy? Are you saying it just because it's, it's the windy, windy sea? It's yeah. Not. Chicago wind is in that face. Colt weather We're going to have some great Connor Mance face moments. I, I need a weather report from Colt. Is it actually going to be windy in Chicago on, on Sunday? Hold on. I'm pulling it up. All right. Um. No, the man's face, I think, adds to it. Imagine yeah. your competitor running next to him. You look over. You're like, oh, man, I got this guy. And he's just like, no, I'm, and this is normal. two miles later, he looks the same. It's resting race face. Yeah, he's like a, he's got, he's like a sphinx. I mean, except like if the sphinx was like showing pain instead yeah. of showing nothing. So It's I, very confusing. It's actually, it it lo- it low-key is a legit competitive advantage because yeah. yeah. people go off of body. Yeah, you want to uh, be one of the two extremes. You either want to be super calm like Kipchoge because it psychs, it psychs them out yeah. like, oh man, this guy looks super composed or you want to be look like you're about to keel yeah. over and then you don't. Like Centro is a very... He's on the Kipchoge side. It's Kipchoge things. side. Yeah. And then Mance is on... Who else is like a Mance that always shows like they're, Nico, like they're dying? Nico Young. Nico Young, yeah. Looks like he's cooked. There was the a few other. There was uh, some... Some female runners that would like, I always thought they were like about to fall over, but they were just able to grind it through. Yeah, I mean, so. but listen, like he, that's been his persona, like his persona has always been, he's a marathoner. Yeah. Like a marathoner in training. He, he raced aggressively, but, and we always had this idea that like he didn't have, he didn't have a kick, he didn't have closing speed, but I mean, he got fourth at the Olympic trials in the 5,000. You have to have some closing speed to be able to do that. And we're not talking fourth at NCAAs. It's fourth at the Olympic trial. It's not even fourth at USA's off year. It's not fourth at USA's it was the on year. It's fourth at the one that everyone wants to make. Right, this is the Olympic trials, yeah. right? Olympic I mean, that's, do I have that right? Yes, you do. Oh, wait, no, hold on. USA's. Oh. Hold on, hold on. Olympic trials, he was eighth in the five. Ooh. Hold on. Fourth in the 10? Fifth in the 10. Fifth in the 10. My apologies. He was fourth in 2019? No, he was fourth this past 2022. Oh, for, for, everybody wanted to make that team too. Okay, okay. Did I yeah. say Olympic trials or did I say you said Olympic trials? Ah, all right, let's read so that we'll, segment. We'll, uh, we'll cut it from the bit. We're not going to cut it. Either. He was fourth at USA's in the 5,000. 13, 10. Who finished in front of him? Fisher, pretty good. I think so. Kincaid, pretty good. Nur, Nur, right? Pretty good. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like that tells me he's. Not just a guy who's going to the marathon because he didn't have leg speed. Okay, so you're, you're, you're getting me back on the horse. I was already on the horse, yeah. but I was just like kind of trying to fall off the horse. But now I'm like restabling myself onto the Connor Mance's the guy horse. What does the guy run? He, he runs – well, someone in the chat before asked, does he beat career's time of U.S. debut? debut which That's a cool great that stat. Have, it's cool that we have that. It's a stat, uh, which was 207.56. Uh, yeah, he's going sub. I'm, I'm, I'm big on Mance here. Uh, he's he's going sub twenty seven, two sub twenty seven, sub two oh seven thirty, sub two oh seven thirty, sub two oh seven thirty. Yeah, assuming the weather is good. Colt, weather report, please. All right, guys. Um, it looks chilly. I mean, that's Chicago, though. You know, uh, good ten mile no per hour wind. That's not yeah, that bad. I think it. It's usually way worse, right, in Chicago. I guess so. I think that's marketing on their standpoint. That's I saw a bad a marketing scheme, right? Why would you want to 
promote like a, a shitty weather experience. Well, I saw shouldn't that, be that Chicago, some, the sunny city. A lot of other actually, have guys, wind. it's because the politicians are windy. They're gas bags. In oh Chicago. yeah, they're full, yeah. That's I weird. saw that too. Yeah, they're full of full of it. Oh, so it has nothing to do with the weather? Is it both? What's the actual? I don't know. We don't need to talk about this on the pod, but. Well, we're talking about Chicago Marathon. We should talk about why it's called the Windy City. <laughs> Let's talk about Chicago politics. Um, Do you know why Philadelphia is called the city of brotherly love? Why? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Here's the people he beat in the 5,000. I'm really, I'm really going back to the stat. Emmanuel Bohr, Sean McGordy, Thomas Ratcliffe, Nico Young, Morgan Beatlescombe, Dylan Maggard, Paul Chalimo, Cole Sprout, Eduardo Herrera. I mean, some good guys in there, right? Like, he, in the yeah. 5,000. Yeah, and now yeah. he's going – like, he could – like theoretically, make be in the mix of the five thousand team again. This there's no one there who you're like, oh, they're definitely going to jump over Mance this next mm-hmm. year. Paul Tolima is definitely going to jump over him. You think definitely? Yeah. Okay. So that puts him fifth. That's still pretty good. It's still pretty good, which is what he got trials. Right. There which go. and he was in the mix in the ten too. I just. What do you think? What's your pick? You gotta have a pick. Two hundred seven thirty seems fast. It is, but we're in a new world, man. This guy's ready for it. I'm gonna go two hundred seven fifty nine. So he was fifth in the ten thousand, by the way, not the five thousand. Okay, at the Olympic Trials. We, um, we, the the amount of times we talked about Conor Mance's like places at the five and ten in the past, like my point six is USA championships fast. has been a lot. He's, I think he's gonna win twenty seven. I'm. You're doing I'll what do I'm doing. Two hundred seven fifty nine. It's because we're in person. Okay, but he's twenty five years old. Already, not. But that's a that's a legitimate factor to think about here, right? And we're talking about major marathons where people run two hundred threes, two hundred four. Like he needs to be sort of that quick now if he's going to be where I'm assuming he wants to be in the next five years. If he wants to be competing for podiums like Rupp was, like Meb was in this era, you have to be that fast like that's kind of the slowest you can be so he needs to hit that mark and then improve from there we wouldn't pick a 207 runner in today's marathon era to win any other major marathon or even get a top three you might get one because of circumstances but there's going to be people with much better credentials throughout his whole career so if you think he runs sub 207.30 what's this going to be his career pb i mean i think we're looking at a guy who could run 205 certainly but is it a Talk well? about putting a lot of things. Should it be a well? I mean, we don't want, you know, Ryan Hall. Like, why can't he be as good as Ryan Hall was? I mean, he can. I, I, I do, again, I don't disagree with you. I do think he is the guy. I'm on that horse. Hall was 20. I'm just nervous. Well, Hall had the Boston one, 204.58, but then 206.17. That, that was his fastest in a non Boston race. So I'm saying he can run 205. Like, that shouldn't be crazy he won two cross-country yeah. titles again he was fourth at usa's in the 5000 what was hold on he won two cross-country titles is why he's gonna run 205 in a marathon no i'm comparing his resume to ryan hall oh and, okay. and like, like people win cross-country races all the time bro yeah well they don't run 205 marathons no but i'm saying like there's no reason why he we have hall i think on a pedestal right yes so because of you know the high school legendary high school career going into college and then going into the professional ranks and he obviously was like out there kind of by himself at that point yeah like in the mix all those years meb was there as well too and he moved he made that bold move to the marathon early i'm just saying it's been a decade 
why can't there be another guy who can do that? And this person, Mance, looks like the best candidate to do that. And I think he I has, agree with you. And he has the, the marks to back it up. We'll see what happens. I'm going to look at what Ryan Hall finished at USA. So <laughs> Before he ran his first marathon? Exactly. Exactly. Oh. So he, When did he run his first marathon? Um, let me tell you that. Okay. He finished well, – No, hold on. Uh, 2007. What was the altitude? Of yeah, USA? what was the altitude? London was the first marathon. So 2007. Let's go back to 2007. Ryan Hall. Uh, he didn't run. Oh, USA Championships he got – seventh in the 10k but that was before the let's go back to 05 let's go back to the last major i mean that's kind of farther back but 05 he made the team didn't he in 05 yeah he won usas or sorry he won ncaa's excuse me excuse me he got third third and then went to the world championships and went out in the heats so okay relatively speaking a little bit faster but around the same same range right what's hall's pb in the five 13 16 uh, all right over under 4.5 place for Connor Mintz. He gets fourth, Gordon. <laughs> he gets fourth. Right. What do you think? I think he I think he gets like sixth. Yeah, I think there can be a lot of guys in the yeah. 205 range and 206 range. I think he can run under 207.30 and still get it. But Yeah, I'm big on – I mean, I'm, you can roast me on Monday as being the Connor Mance guy if this doesn't work out, but I'm, I would put a lot of money on it at this point. Um – Cliff says, Benson Kiprutu has beat Kipchoge in London, so I bet on Benson Kiprutu. That might be a good strategy. Just always pick. The guy who beat Kipchoge? But there were seven guys who beat him. I kind of wish Kipchoge, if going back in time, only lost to one guy in that race. It just would have been more interesting. Of like, there's only been two people ever who have beaten Kipchoge in a marathon. Wilson Kipsang and this one other Do you think dude. those seven people who beat Kipchoge? Kipchoge they, have like a group text. They meet to, like every year. And it's like a picture of Kipcho yeah. Kipchoge's face yeah. as like thumbnail. They Photoshop him into stuff. Like, hey, guess who was last to lunch today? <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Oh, man, that'll be a great group chat to be. I mean, of. they should. They just like dunk on Kipchoge all the time. Yeah. And then like after Berlin, it was just like quiet. Yeah. It's so and so is left to chat. Yeah, they all left to chat. They're all like just embarrassed. Uh, Brent says, welcome to the man zone. His debut in the marathon will be record-shattering for a first-timer. Record-shattering. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, he only needs to run 207 high. I just – I don't know. I stone coaching him too. He's been through all that. He's coached Jared Ward. I, th I think everything is aligning for him to make this one good. And not just America good, right? Because there's America good of, oh, man, we broke 210. Oh God. And now we're like – Us Americans and, and – salivating over 209s is but that's ridiculous like, but now that's like even farther in the past yeah. because of the shoes and everything like that all right let's move on uh what's next jenny uh jenny simpson puma. yeah so she signs with puma i thought she retired no never retired i think she said she was going to go to road racing i know there was a big interruption to her training due to the wildfires out in colorado impacted her residents and her community and now it looks like she's back, though. I do – it is interesting. She's doing, like, the like now I'm on the roads, right? A lot of athletes, there's that crossover time when they're doing both, and she decided to go hard on the roads. It corresponds with the new sponsor there in Puma. Like, she never ran – like, there was never a big – like, a season where, like, I'm going to try to make the 10,000-meter team on the track. Like, that never happened. It went from pretty much just the 15 all the way to now she's going to the roads. I saw – Nick Zaccardi asked her, hey, does that mean you're going to do a marathon? And 
she didn't answer it directly. I think she thought, you know, just kind of kind of see how the races go and see where it leads. But if you're going to the roads, there's really one race that matters on the roads. No, no, just I mean, other than turkey trots. There's two races that matters, turkey trots and marathons. Right? Yeah, those are the only two. And it's kind of like close. It's like it's a, they're in a tier together. It's one A, one B. Depends which turkey trot. Then everything else. Like if you get a turkey for winning, that's pretty cool. If you have an awesome shirt, that's cool. But I, I just don't. I have a hard time believing. It's like the whole career is going to be on running the U.S. twenty k championship and and half marathons. It's like it's hard to resist the call of the marathon once you get onto the roads. I think. Do you think she's going to be? But she's a miler. Do you think she's going to be a relevant? elite at this level or do you think it's going to be more of a name person where she's there she's competing she's finishing you know in the marathon or in road stuff? road races she's I mean, finishing sixth to tenth in every race but she's not out there like no dominating people the way like molly huddle was on the road circuit like five years ago well i think molly huddle went earlier in her career yeah the roads i think if she's she 36 simpson yeah. yeah i think if she does shorter stuff she can dominate like why would she why would she what's the argument for why she wouldn't be good at a road 10 okay but here's the thing or a road 10 mile all right now the the are you talking like, about the marathon you're talking about road she has been at the top she's dominated the track she's made multiple world teams she's been one of the greatest yeah. like milers in u.s history yeah 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 representing team usa it seems kind of weird to be like i'm winning the minneapolis 10k the grand rapids river 6.8k well like, so what, are, you what are we doing you're saying she's gonna run the marathon is that what you're asking no it just seems, saying why would it seems kind of how are you gonna just as like a an athlete and as a fan like are we supposed to be like whoa you just won the sacramento two Dude, miler careful i got in-laws there you know what i mean like oh whoa you just won the, <laughs> oh you just won the that's a bad fake race hillsboro 12k and i just Taking shots at suburban Portland too. Oh, you just won the you know Bala Kinwald, ten k. Yeah. Or hey, you just won the. Okay, what's El Paso? So what are you asking? You asked me, is she gonna dominate? Four k. Okay. <laughs> Stop naming cities. In random distances. Yeah. Uh, actually, it wasn't a four k. It was a four miler at El Paso. So what are you asking me? Is she gonna dominate the races that you named? Is she? more running just to represent puma or is she running oh, to like dominate like to like this like i think what could... sport is she in because there's no such thing as like i don't know oh, no no but do, do you know on. what i'm trying to say no she, it's, it's kind of no this is what it's this is like it would be like lebron james i knew you're gonna say lebron when you ever you pause like that it's always it would be like <laughs> the other the person that gets named is lebron james You've it'd be like lebron james LeBron, winning sure. the like what's the big three league we're doing the three-on-three three hoops. Yeah, three-on-three three hoops. Like, no, what are we it's doing? Not. No, no, no. Because there's, there's good competition on the roads. I think she could be solid in the half marathon, right? And there are big – don't you think there are big half marathons? Yeah, there's, what if she goes there's to, a half marathon world championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would, be, that would be cool. Yeah, I think she's going to go for it. There's, but she was asking about marathons and she hedged. She's like, I don't know. Well, so here's You either know or you don't know. Well, I think she can go – there's more mystery, obviously, of, of how good she'd be at a marathon. Because that's just like, – we're talking about someone who – she did was awesome in the steeple, but from 2011 to 2019 was a miler, and made all those teams miler miler, and even yeah. in, even into when she didn't make the team in 2021. Slash 5k runner, No, but she was a miler. Yeah, let's be honest, she was a miler. So 10 years of being a miler, 
Am I guaranteeing that you're going to be awesome at a 26.2 mile race? No, but half 10K, I think there's no reason why she wouldn't be good, why she wouldn't have several years of being good. And we got someone in the chat here. Adam mentioned Peachtree, Bloomsday. More cities. Falmouth, Boulder, Boulder, Krim, Bix. Like there's big name road races that are better than a lot of track races, if we're being honest, because they pull in international fields. So but I, I think what you're trying to say is... I'm saying if she's out there winning a 5K on the road, and meanwhile we're seeing someone like Krisha Schweizer run 14.20, it seems kind of like, hey, I ran 14.55 and won my road 5K I think, the same weekend that Krisha Schweizer wins 14.20. Who's the best 5K runner in the U.S.? No, I don't think she's going to be in the shadow circuit of like, I'm going to do the exact distance you're doing, but on a road instead of a track. I think she's going to go to longer distances. Yeah. But there's a big difference between... 12K in a marathon. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I don't know where she's going to fit in. She's going to have to see what sort of, like, how her body responds to the training. I think the question, a better question that you should be asking, or a better way to frame what you were trying to say is, what's her goal? Yeah. What's her goal? Because if you told me, hey, Jenny Simpson's goal is to break the American record in the half marathon, like, that's, ex- like, I'm in. That's a goal. Yeah, that's cool. And I, and I, and I, or to make see- the world championship team in the half marathon. Yeah. That's I, a goal. Yeah. And I want to watch that. Yeah. Right? Maybe I want to medal at the world half championships. Is that a is that different in scope than a world championship medal on the track? Yeah, absolutely. But it, it's at least a goal. I'm just saying, all of that road stuff, it's, but for, it's awesome, but it's always secondary to the marathon, right? Like yeah. Jeffrey Camor was great, you know, won all those world half titles, right? But I think people didn't really fully appreciate his greatness until he like d- did it in a marathon, yeah. right? You, you're you're kind of a tweener until you can succeed in the marathon or you go back to the track yeah i just i don't know where the goal is it's just like it's kind of hard well, to we'll like find out i don't i don't, know. I don't think we will there should be a secret goal the it's, whole time. Secret goal. it's written down yeah, all right quite cool um any questions in the chat let's see okay yeah uh adam points out that was an 800 meter runner and ran a crazy fast time yes but that's a little different than simpson being on the track for like 15 years and then moving over at this stage in her career. Um, what's next? Oh, do you want to talk about? Oh, my my favorite thing. No, no, let's not talk about cross country rankings yet. Let's talk about. Okay. You're talking about Ocho Cinco, right? Did yeah. that Did that happen? He challenged everybody to a race. Two thirty. Okay, so we have a timeline of events. So Chad Johnson, formerly known as Ocho Cinco, still known as Ocho oh, Cinco. Is he, is he not back? sure. No, I think he's still Ocho. So he tweeted out. Um, I don't know. Yesterday. Any track athletes on LSU campus that want to race tomorrow, please see me. 100, 200, or 400 meters. 5K for anybody who can beat me. I don't care what your resume look like. I'm Ocho, trademark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then RG3, now the uh, media commentator, RG3, said this is your moment at Sean Burrell, yeah. who is 400 meter hurdle champion at LSU, still in school. Ocho Cinco was like, all right. Moment to lose. Once I open after 20 meters, it is a wrap. What is he going to open? space. So he's saying he's going to get no. 20 meters. Like after 20 meters, Sean Burrell ain't going to be able to handle. How old is Chad Johnson? Oh. He's in his 40s. Yeah. He's got to be. Yeah. Right? This is this is going to end with some hamstring. So then RG3's like, dude. 44. He's 44. RG3's like, you got to be kidding me. It's laughing emojis. I know you are Ocho, but Sean Burrell is a two-time national champion, 400-meter hurdler. I like how he capitalized national champion and hurdler. Uh, track speed hit Twitter different. Is, sometimes the auto caps things. Track speed hit different. Yeah. And then Sean Burrell 
Is Enters he? the chat. We'll be on the track at 2.30. Nice. Bring your spikes. Okay, good. I'm glad he said that. I was going to be disappointed if he was like, ah, I'm out of town. So 2.30, that is... That's, that's, e that's Eastern time, 18 right? minutes from now. Should we just stay live and just see what happens? Listen, uh, I can tell you what's going to happen. What did he challenge? One, two, four, five K? Just any runner. It's, he's challenging probably in a 40-yard dash. Okay, well, all those things he listed, Burrell beats him. Yeah. Burrell but they're not going to race that. They're going to race a 40. He just was a 100-meter runner or a 5K runner. I'll race you. Oh. I don't okay. think they're racing that distance. Okay. I think five, he just wants okay. to... Let me let me help out. He's going to run a forty against by. these people, probably. Yeah, if you're a five k runner, don't take Ocho up on it. Every smart. other one, you'll be fine. Yeah, he's forty four. Burrell in a walk. I'm confident about this. It's only forty yards, though. I don't care. Burrell's going to be. He's forty four. Ocho Cinco's forty four. How old is Kipchoge? <laughs> 37? Dude, what if Kipchoge is running through Baton Rouge? <laughs> hey, oh. hey, hey, I'm in. Oh, come on, man. Right. Kipchoge just bust out a sneaky 4.8 in the 40. Okay, so two questions. Mm. First question, will it happen? Will the race happen? Yeah. Yeah. Second question. So Chad Johnson's 40 from 40 years ago. What year was that? Five, seven, when he was probably 18 I mean, so 20 I think Burrell could run that now. Yeah. So prime Ocho is... Is Burrell a good 100-meter runner, though? I mean, who, What's I don't, it doesn't matter. I, I've seen enough on the shorter stuff. What's Burrell's? Uh, he has a, a last name of a great 100-meter runner. Um, has he been – have you ever – I don't think he's ever run the 100. Doesn't matter. I mean – I think if you're if you're Burrell, you're trying to get him to at least run 100 against you. Yeah. But do you think Do you think Burrell appreciates RG3 throwing his – like everybody on the roster? He's just like – Eh, because he's a four-meter hurdler. He gets tossed into this. Okay, so his 100-meter dash PB is 10-8. That's from high school. He's fine. It's from 2019. He's fine. Yeah, but he hasn't run it since. Okay, but so he... So maybe he's like, all right, it's 200-meter PB is 20.7. Yeah, he's fine. No, I know he's fine, but I'm just trying to like... So he's... Ocho's 40 saying, yards is not that far. So, like, something weird could happen. You could stutter step. You could, like, trip after out the 20, After 20 yards, when he's going to open up. Like That's that. true. Yeah. <laughs> no, Burrell is a freak of an athlete. He's run 47 seconds in a 4 yeah, So, yeah. yeah it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. But it would be fun, though, if Burrell's like, all right, I'm going to up the ante. Not only will I beat you, I'm going to put hurdles in the way, and I'll still beat you. Okay, no, that wouldn't work. But Adam that asked, would work. Adam asked a good question. Is Mondo in town? Ooh, that would be fun. That, Mondo would beat him. That is what... And he'll do it holding a pole. Here, get pull the tweet up from our account. Tag uh, tag Mondo on it. Because he's got to be there training, right? Okay, I'll tag yeah, Mondo. Yeah, again. say like, hey, Mondo, you in town? Um, or is Mondo around? Um, Mondo, Mondo would beat him in a 40, don't you think? Yeah. All right, all right, I'm doing this tweet. Hold on, we got to find this tweet. Gordon's learning how to tweet. Uh, yeah, where is this? Dude, Chad Ocho Singh. He tweets a lot. lot, bro. Oh, my goodness. He did this tweet yesterday, and it's like Isn't showing link, photos of link, people eating the, McDonald's. The link's on the rundown. Tagging dude. him. Dude, you put the link on a rundown. Oh, I did. That's just a better way to do it. Uh, yeah. Let's get Mondo. Mondo's got like 10 minutes to get over okay, there. Okay, all right. I'm quick maybe, tweeting it. Maybe he's like in the locker room or something like that. Hey, Mondo. There you go. You available? There you go. Good. Good tweet. 
Send. How do you spell unavailable? A V A I. Wait, did you say how do you spell it? A V A O B O L. A V A O B O L. A V A O B O L. Hey, Mondo, you available? Question mark. We'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully, 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 we made something uh, happen here. All right, it's time cross country rankings. Oh, that's part of the podcast. Hit it. So we had a big meet last week oh, that you recapped. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Men's and women's races at uh, Joe Piani. We also had Paul Short at Lehigh University. Don't sleep on that Don't one. Don't sleep on that That's one. There was North Carolina was there. Georgetown was there. So we updated the team rankings. And so what are we going to do here? On the men's side, nothing really changed. Top six all stayed the same. Um, I moved Notre Dame up a bit um, to the top seven. So team side, on the men's side, really nothing. I put Villanova in the top ten because they ran really well at uh, Paul Short. Of course. Um, Tennessee moved up a bit. North Carolina moved up a bit. So a couple people moved up a bit. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the rankings on the men's side are pretty much static. Let's go to the men, the women's team rankings. Yeah, though. this is interesting, guys. Women's team rankings. This is interesting. NC State stayed at one. Woo. New Mexico went from two, went from three to two. Alabama is now third. They went from seven to third. Oklahoma State dropped down to four. NAU dropped down to five. Uh, Georgetown women moved all the way up to seven. But now my big four okay. are NC State, New Mexico, Alabama, Oklahoma State. So how many can win it? Is it just one? Just one. Okay. So ultimately two, three, and four, it's just podium spots. Yeah. You're not talking about contenders. Do you want to see how good NC State is? Look at well, my individual rankings. I know, but I have an issue with this. What, pull up the individual ones, Colt. What was Camille last week? Was she four last week? Yeah. Okay, because she didn't run and you have her in four. I thought she moved up because she didn't run. No, she's okay. She's there. So she's just staying at four until she runs? Yeah, so let's, uh, let's um, do control uh, F, N, C, state. Cole, we're going to put us – oh, you can't put us on the screen, can you? They can. No, it's not – we're not – the people are seeing us right now. They're not seeing his screen. Oh. Well, can he pull it up? He can do assets. Yeah, but I think he screen records it and then he puts it up. That's what happens. But, yeah, check this out. Okay, so – Doubting Colt, man. Caitlin Tui, we have NC State at one, four. Let's keep scrolling. Keep going fast to the NC State. One, four, 10, 13, and then keep going 21. So their fifth is at 21. Their fifth, Marley Starlipper, is 21st in my rankings. That's aggressive. I don't know if they're going to be able to be that good, but we haven't seen Camille at all, right? No. The, also, the problem for the that's all time greatness. The, the problem for the team though is like six and seven can't be much farther behind either. Well, six I think is in the fifties or sixties. But like their fifth can run with or their sixth can yeah. run with Starlipper, right? Yeah. Like they can be at that level. Um, yeah, it's sort of like what twenty fifteen New Mexico. Yeah, that's what it's feeling like. Maybe like they'll have that team was amazing. If this team were to lose, it'd be a big upset. It would be huge. Yeah, they're fifth and they're sixth and seventh. Savannah Shaw is fifty-eight, and Quar- then sixty-five. Didn't Quarzo like run with, like she can run with that, yeah, that, like top group too. So now all these rankings are gonna mean absolutely nothing after Nuttycomb because once Nuttycomb comes into the picture, yeah, I ignore what you did at the twenty twenty national championships. I have always said that's when you should ignore what happens at the twenty twenty national championships. And I you think I'm gonna start ignoring track times too. Twenty twenty. Because right now I've been, I'm including think, track times in your in your ranking, because you know it means something. 
if you have a bad if you have one bad race at like the Bill Dillinger invite, but you're like a thirteen thirty five k runner, I'm not gonna just count you out. I'll be able to tell you if after Nanicom, I'll be able to tell you what what's what. Yeah, yeah, you're just gonna look at the results and be like, "That's the result." That's no, it's I'm gonna like, "Yeah, oh, you got You can leave some wiggle room, and then you like you gotta watch the race too, right? Like, yeah. did that person just get it out kicked, and that's the margin of victory, or were they like trying to hold back? You gotta factor that stuff in. But you, all things being equal, if you have two people that are pretty similar, but someone's run faster on the track, you gotta use something to sell them. Yeah, so but I put Tui summer. now number one. She wasn't number one last week. She's that's now number I was one. gonna get mad about that. Uh, as soon as I saw these rankings posted, I was scrolled <laughs> out. Women's individual. I'm like, if he doesn't have her number one, I'm knocking over his microphone on Friday. But it's nice that you think that races matter. You, it the, does. The regular season matter. That's good. Row three. Uh, Camille, as we mentioned, four. Then Taisma, Cook. Yeah, I I mean, I think two is it. If Chalang gets two, like we, that was a 12-second gap. Like She ran away with that yeah. thing in the last kilometer. Nothing's for sure, but I just I see a really hard time seeing Caitlin Tuley fall out of the top five, and like you can say that with every NC State athlete, it's like maybe they're not going to run exactly to their seat, but do you see them falling back ten points, ten twenty points, because they could still win. Okay, you ready for a f- one final conversation about this? Well, here's an interesting conversation: New Mexico, who you have is number two, correct? Yeah, their number one is behind NC State's four, <laughs> correct? Maybe. No, I'm looking at it. Yeah. I, I wasn't really asking. Their number two is one spot ahead of NC State's five. Now their three and everything are really tightly packed yeah. together from there. But that shows the difference. But you could have four NC State women cross the line in Stillwater before the second place team has their first run to come across. That's called dominance. That's, ah, dang, I was going to say that, but I was going to do it with like a little dramatic, like local news. Like that's what we call a domination. Dominance. Okay. Right. Here's my last question. Is this Caitlin Tui's final Ooh, NCAA cross-country season? This, this is a classic Gordon question. No, it is not. You don't think so? No. No, I think she comes back. What is this, sophomore year for her? Junior year? I don't know. I think it's junior year. No. I think she'll stay. I don't know where she's at in She won though. NCAA Outdoor 5K. She's, yes. She, she, if she goes here, she's probably going to win an NCAA cross-country title. She's probably going to dominate the indoor circuit. She'll probably win another outdoor title. What else is there to do? Win it, win it again. Collect that check and go pro. Win it again. I think Abdi Hamid Nur is not back. It's true. I don't know. Again, I don't know where she's at academically. The feeling I got from when we were on campus, like she just really likes being on that team, and they have like that's a lot of good people to train with. Yeah. I know. I know a pro group would have good people to train with, but yeah, they've collected a a nice nice group down there. Um, so I, I think she'll. I think she'll stay. I think she'll stay. I think she'll stay. Um. Atomic Punk asks, is Cook in top five by the end of the season? Well, one thing that's going to be interesting about Oklahoma State is they're not going to run at Nuttycomb. So all the information we have Pretty about interesting. Oklahoma, all the information we have about Oklahoma State is going to be all based off of stuff that happened in September. Because we will have Big 12 results, but yeah. that's kind of like it's a small, she's going to win that. What are you going to take from that? So Cook... We kind of know her res- her resume isn't going to change. There's, there's, there's nothing she's going to add to her resume before nationals. So it's all going to be kind of like, what do you think? Kind of really a true freshman like Natalie Cook yeah. be this good? You know, I think you probably could take Cook over so- Tamizma because I could see that. Cook over Camille, yeah, probably. 
cook over row, maybe because you know teammate, whatever you, you can look at them as equal. They train together. Cook over, cook over Chalangat. That's kind of hard to like envision. And then cook over Tui. Hell no. So hold on, going back to something here. You got you got Tizma fifth. Yeah. Where did she finish at Notre Dame? You're gonna. This is a good moment when you're gonna knock over my head, my, my microphone. Yeah, hold on a second. I'm pulling up the results because I seem to remember talking about this race. Yeah. Well, um, she wasn't even their second runner. No, she wasn't. She got fifteenth. Yeah, I know. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, she looks like she was up with the the leaders, and then she lost eight places in the last. Yeah. She got fifteen kilometer. But, but yeah. you know what she also did in Stillwater. She finished third. In 2021, on March 15th. 2021, March 15th. So a, a year and a half ago? In Stillwater. Mm. That course. She finished third. So you like the people who ran well on that course. But here's the thing. That result gets removed from my brain after Nuttycomb. So her ranking, if she doesn't run well at Nuttycomb. Why does it get removed? Because oh. it's too far away. Okay, so now it matters. Now it matters. But next week, no. Next week, it, it disappears. <laughs> gotcha. There's got to be a cutoff. You know, there's a deadline. Like, we just update, you know. I got to take it into consideration. Because not everyone has the opportunity well, to go to Notre Dame it. or go to Oklahoma. I think you should keep it. If, it. if it matters now, it should matter like, no, before the No, it matters for early season rankings. It doesn't matter for mid-season and end of season But you were rankings. very specific about it. You said because it's still water, it should matter. So yeah, Why would pre-season. you take it away right Because we're still in preseason mode. Okay. So you're, you're basically you're giving her one more chance. To prove me wrong. Gotcha. And that one more chance would be Nutty Comb, which she's not running at, so she's probably going to drop. Okay. I just think the, uh, Alabama has another really good runner up there, Ola Momoy. Yeah. Who, where do you have her? Like you could put, you could put her, I think, in the top 10. Alabama's interesting. They only got four, though. They so, got a fifth, who's a transfer, but their fifth is going to finish like in the hundreds. It's tough, too. You're going against the NC State. Alabama team. can podium, though, for sure. Well, yeah. It's. We talk about winning, though. Not only do you no need, one's winning. Not not only do you need a five, you no need one's a top. Four. No one's winning. I think <laughs> NC State will win if you take off their. I think NC State will win with their three, four, five, six, seven runner. Yeah, it's a NAU type situation, or a you know North New Mexico twenty fifteen. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Brent says Nuttycomb doesn't matter. Good coaches will sandbag that race as well. Nothing matters. <laughs> Come on, man. We need something to matter. For Gordon, Nutty Comb matters. It will matter. You've always said that it matters. All right. Well, the email address, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. We got an email here from Matt. Hi, Kevin and Gordon. Did you see the recent interview with Kipchoge done by a Chinese media outlet? In the back half of the interview, Kipchoge has asked specific questions about Chinese runners training in Kenya. He's also asked to send a message to his fans in China. Kipchoge then elaborates on the China... Kenya running relationship. This leads me to believe he has a deep relationship with China. I wonder if he would be compelled to run a Chinese marathon before New York or Boston. Elite runners have shown they're not as predictable as they seem. Kipchoge's motivation obligations may lead him elsewhere before racing in America, if at all. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Thank you for writing in. I think, as I said before, post-Berlin, with all the, and post, again, post-London, with all the elite runner future plans, like you always got to take it with a grain of salt, especially when they're being interviewed by somebody 
who's a representative of a race or asking specific questions about are you going to run in this country or that country? Because we've been around these interviews. Like we've been in interview areas where these athletes get thrown this question. How often are they like, no, not going there. Ireland, never in a hundred years. They're always diplomatic about it. Oh, I'd love to be back. Oh, I'd love to race there. I've, and again, that's kind of part of the business of this. I just keep in mind that also putting aside that like all the, these major events that have been canceled in China, like putting that aside, I think he's going to stick to one of the marathon majors or he's going to do something out of the box, like another Ineos thing. But in my mind, that would either, that would probably take place in Europe because that's where the last two events like that have taken place. So I'm looking or maybe at, I'll do something in Kenya. So I'm looking, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm looking at all the places he's run a marathon in. Obviously, he's run in Europe a bunch. He's only run in North America once, which was Chicago. Yep. Uh, he's run in South America, Rio. Yes. He's run in Asia twice, Tokyo and Sapporo. Yes. Yep. So. Oh, you're thinking he's checking out the continental buck list? Continental. So we, we have an Australia. Yeah. We need an Africa. Yeah. Antarctica. Antarctica. Do the whole Ryan Hall thing, seven marathons and seven continents in yeah. seven days. Well, I mean, Africa, he's got to run a marathon in Kenya. Well, he's done track races there in, in Africa. That doesn't count. He okay. should run a marathon in Kenya. That would be cool. What's like the most popular Kenyan marathon? You're adding, you're adding races to his list. Him running a Kenyan marathon, think about the amount of people who would show up to watch Kipchoge run a freaking marathon in Kenya. Yeah. Like the streets would be, it would be a parade. The altitude though, you mentioned. And then he could, he could break the fastest, he could break the world record altitude marathon. Yeah. What is that? Interesting. You know? I like it. That's that would be cool. You would watch that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the like fanfare. I would watch every. This entire country just like. That would be more. That would be more. Must see, in person for. Kenyans and it would be seeing him run at Berlin again or you know whatever. All right. In two thousand and six, Hosea Kiprop Rotich ran two ten seventeen in Nairobi. Yeah. So that's the fastest time in Nairobi. I don't know if there's another spot where they would run a, a marathon yeah i'm thinking of biggest cities in kenya Let me see. we just did this already remember in kenya we talked about the kenyan altitudes and the well, cities not the altitude yeah well you did we're really bad at oh eldoret <laughs> i should look at eldoret i mean that's that's up there though too eldoret. that's what he should do he should go to kenya and run a marathon there from his home people okay add it to the list so he got he still has his boston new york kenya australia Antarctica, that's five. Oh, and then also a, a boat. Maybe the boat is the Antarctica. Dude, do you know whose fault it is that he's not going to do the boat marathon? Whose? Why? Because you didn't follow up. Yeah. We actually had him on this podcast. Yeah, we did. And he mentions the boat. And I didn't. And you just sailed right by it. <laughs> and you just went with like, so. That was a bad pun, bro. <laughs> sailed right by it. It was good. I thought it was good, and you know you didn't follow up, and you were, what could Grant Holloway do in the four hundred <laughs> hurdles? Or I don't know what you asked him. I'm sorry, I'm not the great okay. the best interviewer. I'm working on it. That's going to be one of my 2023 resolutions: is get better interviewing. Really? Is yeah. It, I can't tell if you're joking or not. I'm <laughs> joking. So it's up there with like dunking. Dunking. I was nope. thinking about mine just because my 2022 has been so successful. I'm like, I want to keep the momentum yeah. going. 
but I haven't decided yet. What I haven't decided be. officially. I have an athletic feed though. You got to. Sure. You have to have. I think the sweet spot is is somewhere two to three resolutions. You know, because if one's like kind of in the in a rut, you just like get going with the other one. What we need on the show, like maybe for decorations, we need a Kipchoge to do list. Yes, and we just keep adding to it. And then maybe one day he'll see it. He'll come back on the pod and he'll say, yeah. why is the boat thing on there? And you'll be like, this is my moment. Redemption. I want to make a Kipchoge, Kipchoge to-do list. If you guys email us, if you have any ideas of what Kipchoge should do. Because yeah. he needs to run all these marathons. He needs to do the boat marathon. Doesn't need to just be marathons. He could just like errands. Like errands yeah. that he needs to do that yeah. he hasn't gotten to. Like a to-do list. A yeah. Honey, a honey-do list. Yeah, exactly. You just got to get some stuff done. All right. Uh, the email address is flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Anything we didn't get to, we will uh, discuss on Monday. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Do you have any? Bottom of the second, Phillies, no. St. Louis Cardinals, 0-0. Zero, zero. She's going to do a live Gordon reaction podcast. Hey, you're cheering for my Phillies, right? I am pulling for the Phillies. I think everybody, unless you're in St. Louis, is cheering against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are literally – oh, don't even get me started. Yeah. They are the epitome of worse fan bases. We don't need to – Like, I would rather – Got the show, Colt. Got the Be show. with a Yankees fan or a Cowboys fan than the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow, fan. it's it's an, the presumptuous of we do it the right way. Oh, yeah. come on, <laughs> the right way. All right, we'll talk to you guys Monday, same time, twelve thirty, Central, from the studio. See you then.